And now for something completely different. Forget everything you've been told by others before. Get ready for the real deal. The full story. Real talk about money, markets, life. Now, it's The Real Investment Show. Presented by RIA Advisors. Welcome to The Real Investment Show. I'm Danny Ratliff, Certified Financial Planner, here for Financial Fitness Friday. Hope everybody's off to a great start this morning. Uh, Looks like here in Houston, we're going to have a little bit of bad weather, so... uh, you know, be careful out there if you're on the roads. Today, we do have a special guest, Tom Allen, our retirement plan consultant. Tom deals with um, 401ks, setting up business strategies for uh, small businesses, helping people make sure they're putting away as much as they can. So we're going to talk about a lot about retirement today. But let's get into what happened yesterday and today. Markets were down yesterday. Actually, you had a pretty good day to start with. And news came midday that we're going to see a tax hike. Looking at capital gains rates going up quite a bit for those making over $1 million, uh, moving those from 20% or 23.8 if you include that Obamacare tax to 39.6. Also discussions of increasing the ordinary income rate, which we've all known was going to come. Um, so we're going to see how this plays out. I think this is something that they likely threw out there. Um, markets are seem to shaking it off right now because if you can remember what happens with politicians, they throw something against the wall that is so crazy that um, we determined that, oh, okay, you know what? We slept on it. Maybe this was just something as a negotiating tactic, and it won't be nearly as bad. At least I hope so because uh, there's going to be a lot of planning and a lot of things we're going to have to do in light of these potential higher taxes. Now, we've talked about the tax codes expiring. Um, you know, we're going to see that here in 2026 if nothing is done. I don't think we're going to be given the luxury of waiting that long. So uh, we're certainly watching this. S are the markets. You know, yesterday, when initial jobless claims came in at another pandemic era low of 547,000, that's a great number considering where we've been. Um, you know, we were seeing 900,000 to a million fairly consistently for, uh, you know, for really months. So this is good. Now, some concerns that, you know, we're getting closer to market peaking out. Lots of fiscal policy, monetary policy. We're going to see how that plays out. Uh, earnings have been pretty good so far. Today, what to watch for is we're going to have market manufacturing PMI. will come out today at 945 this morning. Um, U.S. services PMI and new home sales. Um, expected, you know, we're seeing homes go up. They're just going up like crazy. You know, having lots of discussions with people, uh, you know, looking to move up, to move out. It's going to be interesting to see how long we can sustain this. Earnings today, Schlumberger's on the docket, American Express, Honeywell, and Kimberly-Clark. Um, everybody's expected to beat. We'll see what happens here in a bit. But we've, uh, we had yesterday, if you didn't have a chance to join us, we had our Social Security, what baby boomers need to know about Social Security, lunch and learn, or webinar. Um, We've, we've gone through a little bit of a change, right, Brent? Um, switched from GoToMeeting to, or GoToWebinar to Zoom. So that was always, fun. That was fun, because you're always working out the kinks, right? You do all these practice rounds, you get set up, you're ready to go, and you're like, whoa, okay. Uh, didn't see this one coming. <laughs> so I think all in all, it went well. Yeah, we'll be throwing up an edited version okay. uh, for an encore presentation in a couple of days. Got to work through the video and... So, and do some things. So wait a second. You're telling me you had to edit what we said? No. No, just clean it up. Clean it up. Perfect. Perfect. You know how Richard is. Yeah. We'll blame it on Richard. Where is Richard? He's sleeping in. Sleeping. Good for him. 
Good for him. Yeah, whenever he has something going on, I always encourage it because I know I'm, I'm, I'm tallying it up for later because I know I'm, I'm going to need it one of these days. He had a late night. Yeah, good for him. Well, people are getting out and about again. You know, we're getting lots more. Uh, I think people are feeling much better about life in general. Um, you know, vaccine logistics, you know, that, that seems to be a big deal. It's interesting, um, you know, dynamic. I've talked to lots of different people, some who have been vaccinated, some who have not. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of in the middle. Do what you want, what makes you feel good and uh, get out and about. But the good news is that people are more confident in general. And I think that's that's what we need to see in this environment. And Tom, you've seen, you know, quite a bit in the sense of um, probably dealing with business owners who didn't know what was going to happen next uh, from just trying to keep the doors open to now we're seeing kind of a, uh, you know, one, we're, we're trying to keep employees engaged using retirement plans as a retention tool. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, some of the shifts and dynamics that you're seeing out there, just kind of in the marketplace in general. Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me. And uh, I would start with the biggest shift that we're starting to see is number one, we're trying to increase access to consumers. So just trying to make it easy for people to start saving for retirement. The second thing is there's a lot of discussion going on around income replacement versus aggregate account balance. So things like annuities, you're starting to see them being put in 401k plans and people are just kind of understanding the importance of not necessarily market risk, but steady income over time because the pandemic kind of stress tested all of us. Yeah, I think there's been a lot of stress tests. You and I were talking earlier about, you know, like when getting started in the industry, mm-hmm. you mentioned getting started in 2008 when Lehman went under. And you, you said something I, that I thought was, you know, eye-opening and certainly probably eye-opening as you're getting into the business is it, it really shows you, um, it tells you a lot about people. Yes. It also tells you a lot about yourself as you're going through all of these things and, and, you know, trying to manage money in a market like that and getting started is extremely difficult. Uh, yep. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it, we're, we're, a lot of times we can get stuck in the theory of like, this is how markets work and uh, this is asset allocation, this is standard deviation. But to go through an actual risk event and to see how people react, I think that's where the art of being a financial planner comes into play. Yeah, all those things are just numbers until you actually see it decrease your account. You're like, holy moly, what's going on here? And so, you know, I think you hit on a couple of things. There's been a lot of changes. You know, you mentioned annuities inside of 401ks. I do want to get to that on the other side of the break Mm -hmm. here in a bit and and talk a little bit more about what that means, because the annuities are like a four letter word for most people. But I I do believe they can hold a place. Lots of changes with the SECURE Act at the end of 2019. Probably a lot more changes coming down the pipe. You know, we've seen the Biden administration talking a lot about how to change 401ks. Uh, making mandatory contributions. I mean, there's a number of things that are on the table that you know could be ga- could be good, could be bad. So I think we need to you know kind of explore what does that look like for uh, the consumer who has a 401k, and then maybe what does it look like for uh, the business owner. You know, I think that a lot of people have been skeptical about certain types of investments to put in in the plans mm-hmm. because you do need somebody who's a fiduciary who can oversee these things and understand and, and protect the uh, the plan the plan itself, right, and the company. So that's one of the things that I think that why some of these have had uh, hurdles to overcome, so Mm -hmm. to speak. And and so, you know, looking at all the different options that are out there, you know, you and I talked about how some people have asked, can you put cryptocurrency in four ways? And there's probably going to be some ways to do so. I mean, we've talked, uh, you know, the SECURE Act actually allowed or started to allow or open the door for private equity. Right. I mean, there is a lot of different things that are occurring and they're happening quick. And I'm afraid it's going to catch a lot of people flat footed. And the problem is that you get thrown all this information and then it's easy to make bad decisions. So today I want to talk a little bit about these things, you know, help guide people, make them understand or help them understand, um, you know, maybe what's what's really 
not the best things for them, mm-hmm. um, but also kind of put in light some of the things that people are leaving on the table. Sure. Because I think that's a big aspect of retirement planning that from a, from a big picture standpoint that we oversee, overlook. That's correct. Yeah. And I think a lot of it also comes down to understanding that as the employer, you are put, you're automatically put into what we call a fiduciary position. So you have to be making decisions for the best interest of your employees. There's a lot that goes into that and we'll, we'll unpack that a little bit. Yeah. So talking about unpacking that, we're going to get to that. We're going to talk a little bit more about what Biden's plans are for the American families plan. Uh, This is going to be a lot that's, you know, packed into stimulus bills, infrastructure, things of that nature. But want to get back on the other side of this break with Tom, talk about these retirement plans. If you're a business owner, if you're an executive who oversees a 401k, this is going to be really important to you. Stick around. We'll be right back. listening to The Real Investment Show. Didn't get enough last Lunch and Learn? We're serving up a second helping at our next free virtual Lunch and Learn with Medicare on the menu. Thursday, May 6th at noon, we'll sink our teeth into the alphabet soup of Medicare, parts A, B, and D. Understanding sign-up periods, benefits, and how to avoid costly permanent late enrollment penalties. It's a second helping edition of our Lunch and Learn on Medicare, Thursday, May 6th. Register now at Real Investment advice.com no masks required the real investment show Welcome back to The Real Investment Show. I'm Danny Ratliff, Certified Financial Planner with Tom Allen, our Retirement Plan Consultant. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about retirement plans and one of the big things, so Tom is here uh, Tom's actually new to RIA Advisors. We wanted to introduce him to everybody here live on air. I think this is, uh, we're super excited to have him here. And one of the reasons Tom is here is that, you know, here we manage money and we manage money for lots of different individuals, for uh, for businesses. And we have a lot of clients that are business owners or uh, in, you know, in decision-making places to help set up retirement plans for their business, for their corporation. And so, you know, I mentioned earlier, this is if, if you are a business owner, if you're one of these people who has to, in a decision-making position, uh, stick around. But if you're, you know, just in a 401k, I think it's going to be really insightful. And also we're going to give you some tips for, for what you should be doing and how you should be doing it. But um, I think it's really important, Tom, to, to kind of maybe let's dive into exactly what you do. You know, so, so here we have a lot of clients who are in those positions and we help manage those 401k plans or set up retirement plans. And, and it's not just 401k. And that's just, that's one of the, the most easy thing that most people recognize, they understand, they know, but maybe dive in a little bit more about like what you do, what your role is when you're helping people make decisions, determine, you know, how, where to put money, how to do it. It's a lot deeper than just setting up just, okay, hey, let me give you a plan. That's correct. Yeah. And so we, I, I start with the same way you would approach a private wealth client is what's, what's the goal? What are we trying to do here? And that could take a couple different forms. That could be 
want to attract and retain key talent in the workplace. I'm looking for tax deductions, maybe a little bit of both. Sometimes that leads to a 401k, sometimes it leads to other things. But the point of my role is to understand the problem we're trying to solve, understand the marketplace and put together the solution that best fits your need and not just put you in the 401k box. Because sometimes the 401k or even how we design that plan might not necessarily be what's actually gonna work for you and your employees. And so it's just to sit on the same side of the table as the client, understand their needs, build the solution. Maybe explain how you're different than just somebody who works specifically for one firm. And I always think mm-hmm. this is extremely important as a fiduciary, the things that we can do that allow us to be truly independent and go out and kind of scour the earth to look at different types of products, um, companies, because we don't hold any assets. We go find other firms as custodians who help do that, right? That's correct. So there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to these plans. You have you know, a TPA, you have a record keeper, you have the asset manager, you have the fiduciary. And so think of us as like the independent referee where we're going out and saying, okay, based on what you're telling me, let me get in contact with all of these service providers and put together what's actually gonna work best for you versus, hey, here's my solution. I'm gonna get compensated on this, just go with this. It's like, no, I'm the independent party saying, no, let's find what's actually gonna work best for you. Yeah, so. yeah if all you have is a, a hammer, everybody's a, everything's a nail, 100%. right? So this is a little bit different where you can actually go in the toolbox and determine exactly, okay, well, maybe this isn't the right route. Maybe there's a better way to save money, to put funds aside and to meet all of those goals. And I think that's what's so neat in the sense. And this is something that you can you can utilize and put into a plan. You know, We use this with lots of business owners in the sense of, um, you know, allowing yourself to put more money aside is really nice, right? And then there's lots of different avenues. You know, some people are trying to save money. Some people are just trying to accumulate. And, you know, that's one of the things that you can help them determine, you know, the best ways to do it and still, you know, be cognizant of taxes. You know, I think that's a big deal. You know, most people always want to look at, you know, how can we save as much right now in taxes? And that can be good. It can be bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be really, um, you know, maybe right now looking at, you know, what we we keep hearing about taxes, having more money in after-tax funds is a, is a good thing versus having all the pre-tax. But it could be a little bit of both, too. It could be. And so we've seen, you know, maybe talk a little bit about, you know, the Roth and the after-tax funds that you've seen and some of the things you can set up with that. So in a, in a retirement plan, you typically have, in a, at least in what's called a deferred compensation plan, so think of your typical 401ks, you can make both pre-tax and Roth contributions. And the amazing thing about adding Roth contributions is some of those high income earners that make too much money to qualify for a Roth IRA, mm-hmm. they have access to a Roth 401k up to 19,500 per year. Um, which is extremely exciting because uh, you as a financial planner, I'm sure you know, like, hey, we should take advantage of this. This can make a lot of sense right now. So it gives you a lot of flexibility in terms of figuring out what's gonna be best for your particular situation and being able to, being able to accommodate your entire demographic of employees and their their needs, depending on what their tax needs are. Correct, and one of the one of the, the coolest things about that is is that you don't have the income limitations like you would typically on a, a Roth IRA, and so it gives you a lot more flexibility. I mean, I can't tell you how many people we visit with on an annual basis that say, "Oh, I can't put it into the Roth." I'm like, wait, wait, you know, this is a Roth four hundred one k. Yes, you can. Like, no, 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 make too much, can't do it. And this is a really cool avenue to do so. Yes, absolutely. And, and I think right now, just with the current administration and kind of what's going on in the news, it's, it's, it's an exciting feature to be able to use as a, as a financial planner to be able to help your clients. Yep. So, so the other thing you do, though, is you help them navigate. So once the plan's set up, you also help them navigate the investment aspect of it. So yes. choosing the investments, uh, making sure that they, they're up to speed on, you know, because there is that, you mentioned the fiduciary aspect mm-hmm. that people need to be, be mindful of. And when doing so, you know, talk a little bit about how you do that and how you protect people. So when you are a 
let's call it an employer or a business owner, and you decide to offer benefits that are federally, federally regulated, you take on what's called a fiduciary role, which means that you need to have processes in place for the decisions that you make. One of those is the investments. And so most people aren't in the business of money management. They don't do the day-to-day -day like you and I do, right? So yeah. they're saying, look, I don't want the liability associated with this. How can I find an independent plan advisor that's gonna help me kind of navigate this and be able to offload the liability in writing? And so we're called what's, I'll keep it simple, but we're, we're an investment fiduciary. So we will take that liability off the plate of the employer so they don't have to stress out about it. They can get back to making or doing what they know how to do best. For us, the process starts with look at the entire universe of what's out there and building a solution that can accommodate all of your employees. And we have both a quantitative and qualitative screening process to determine what are the best fit for your plan. So we look at things like cost. We look at things like um, asset class coverage. We look at things like manager tenure. We look at peer group. Uh, performance, we look at absolute performance over multiple time horizons, things like that. So we have a pretty in-depth process for being able to evaluate what money managers are going to be working well for your for your plan. Yeah. And now you're also required to, you know, hold have communication about this, right? So this something that needs to be updated at least what annually? Annually, but we're monitoring on a quarterly basis. And if anything changes, we relay that information to the plan sponsor to let them know, hey, we're on this. We're, yeah. we're monitoring. Well, this. And, and you made a good point. You mentioned manager tenure as well. So I know sometimes you have a screen where essentially if, if you have a, a, a portfolio or a fund that you're helping with the plan and a manager leaves, you're going to get notified. And then you're going to say, hey, here's the next best fit. Or, hey, do you know what? There's a really long bench here. We think that these guys are good to go. And you can help make those decisions to protect the to protect the client absolutely and and the big the big thing about manager tenure and being able to get a large sample size is just making sure that if there is a lot of manager turnover but you're seeing outperformance it makes you think that are is this subject to luck or is this actual skill that we're actually evaluating so fiduciary best practice in the industry is about five years we extend ours out to 10 because i'll give you an example if you're a u.s large cap growth manager in the last five years you look like a hero oh yeah no matter what but let's extend it out 10 years larger sample size we get a little bit more consistency in what we're actually looking at to make sure that it really is the best fit for your lineup yeah so i think that the best thing that you said is that it's a consistent process you're always evaluating you're yep. communicating with the client you're also making those changes and working with the, the third party administrator that tpa you mentioned yep. earlier and so the tpa is going to basically help make sure that you are following all the rules, regulations, you keep within the guidelines, you're not putting too much money into the plan. Uh, you know, all those things that are the day-to-day -day activity from the accounting aspect of it and to keep you out of trouble with the IRS. But what Tom's doing is, is helping you oversee that and the plan, the plan implementation and making sure that, you know, going forward that it's executed properly and it keeps the clients out of trouble. That's correct. Think of me as the quarterback, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm the one that's just kind of running the plays and make sure that this doesn't become priority one for your business because there's 500 other things that you probably need to be doing right now. So it's really just being that go-to person for all things retirement. Yeah, and I, and I think that's a, such a thing, you know, a good thing because, you know, you can help people understand, okay, well, payroll, here's how this works with this. Is there 365 integration? Um, you know, there's so much that goes into this. And then that communication aspect, I can't tell you how many people I visit with. They say, yeah, I have a 401k plan. Like, great. When's the last time you visit with your guy? Well, um, I don't know. They set the plan up, never seen him again. And, you know, that happens often. And there, that could subject somebody to additional risk or exposure if somebody wanted to come after him for, for a number of different reasons, right? Absolutely. Yeah. If, if you're ever... Um subject of an audit or a complaint, they're going to start looking at what's your process for how you're making decisions. And if you haven't had your financial professional come in and at least explain what the options are and how they best fit your employees, yeah. there might be some issues there. 
Yeah, I agree 110%. I mean, so so this is a good thing. You know, if you guys are thinking, man, then maybe I need to to um, to evaluate what I have or maybe get something started, go to realinvestmentadvice.com. Um, you know, Tom would be happy to visit with you. Go go sit, just ask a question. We're right here to do that. If you have any questions on retirement plans, do that as well. Tom will also be writing for realinvestmentadvice.com, talking about all the different things that you guys need to be considering. Um, you know, and it's not just about the the business owner it's also about the employees right so i mean at the end of the day we're doing this for it's twofold right business owners want to protect assets they want to retain talent they also want to be able to build wealth for themselves and their employees this is a great thing and so lots of changes coming likely we're going to have to stay on top of these things as things progress quickly and i think that this is going to be a year um, we're obviously we're seeing lots of changes quickly. Uh, you know, we're going to see lots more about that. Uh, we're going to talk about the American Families Plan and, and, and some of the other things. You know, we've got Secure Act 2.0 coming down the pipe. Uh, some other likely changes with retirement plans in that. And so, um, you know, if you're you're out there and you're saying, well, this doesn't pertain to me. Um, you know what? The other thing you can do is go to our newsletter. If you haven't signed up for our newsletter, realinvestmentadvice.com, Lance has a 401k guide. And it's actually going to give you uh, tips on how you should allocate funds. The other thing that we also do now, we have a strategy or a platform where we can actually manage your 401k. So if you have a 401k out there and you just say, you know what, there's too much going on. I'm too busy with work. Life is crazy. I don't have the time to spend on this. And I know I don't want to do a target date fund or, uh, you know, I want to make sure I'm in a strategy that I understand, that I like, that uh, that also somebody can help me with my financial planning and implement it all together. That's something we can do. So you can also go to realinvestmentadvice.com, ask a question, set a meeting. We'd love to visit with you, help you understand what you have. Um, you know, we're happy to discuss these things anytime complimentary. So don't hesitate to reach out. We're going to be doing a new can. Our next can of coffee is going to be May 22nd, not too long from now. You can also sign up on the website. We'd love to have you guys out. Lots of good questions. We're likely going to get to some of those questions that we had yesterday on Social Security. Uh, just make sure that all those are addressed. Keep everybody up to speed. So don't go away. We'll be right back after this quick break. You're listening to Real Investment Show. I'm Danny Ratliff here with Tom Allen. We'll see you in a minute. in any place, anytime at realinvestmentadvice.com. Didn't get enough last lunch and learn? We're serving up a second helping at our next free virtual lunch and learn with Medicare on the menu. Thursday, May 6th at noon, we'll sink our teeth into the alphabet soup of Medicare, parts A, B, and D. Understanding sign-up periods, benefits, and how to avoid costly permanent late enrollment penalties. It's a second helping edition of our lunch and learn on Medicare, Thursday, May 6th. Register now at realinvestmentadvice.com. No masks required. You're listening to The Real Investment Show. Welcome back to The Real Investment Show. I'm Danny Ratliff for Financial Fitness Friday. We're joined by special guest Tom Allen, our retirement plan consultant here at RIA Advisors, talking about lots of retirement uh, plans, business owners, executives, or those of you out there who just need a little bit of help with retirement plans from the 401k perspective, uh, here to help. Uh, if you missed last segment, you can always go to the YouTube channel, check it out. Um, Brent has those up pretty timely. Oh, yeah. 
Before I, I go home. Before you go home. Yeah. Yeah. So you can always check us out there. Um, you know, Rich would typically be here, but he's currently standing in line. Standing so, in line? Yeah. Bush Beer is looking for a dog taste tester <laughs> for its dog-friendly brew. Dog-friendly beer. Yeah. And so if you know anything about Rich, he has like 18 chihuahuas. Yes. Okay. Like if you ever hear us when we do these candy coffees at home and you hear like all this yapping in the background. He's like the Northwest County Annex of the animal shelter. <laughs> it's bad. So if anybody has an animal you need to maybe, you know, move on from, call Rich. <laughs> He'll help you, especially if it's a tiny dog. He, if he has a thing for tiny dogs. Yeah, well, you can get more room that way. Yeah, of course. And, and many more. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Bush Beer is looking for a professional or a paw freshen. Is that even right? How do you say that? Professional. Professional, yes. Taste tester for its dog brew, which is bone broth. Don't worry, guys. It's not really alcohol. But uh, the lucky dog gets a $20,000 salary, pet insurance, and free dog brew. No, I do it for the pet insurance. Oh, man. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. That's a big expense. And, and the thing is, with him, he has so many dogs, and they all look the same. He just switches them out every time and claims they're all the same one. So, you know, good for him. So hopefully they'll be done with the auditions, you know, maybe by next Friday he'll be back. I'm surprised he hadn't phoned in with a live report. I know. I'm disappointed. Very disappointed. So yesterday we did our Social Security webinar. Um, lots of great questions. And, you know, some of the most common ones are, you know, how is Social Security taxed? Um, or is it even taxed? Is it 100%? Um, you know, we had one question on... Do you have to spend down other assets prior to uh, enrolling in Social Security uh, to start receiving your benefits? And so, you know, want to tackle a little bit of this just because these are common questions that we get. And, you know, I think it's just good for everybody to kind of know. Um, so Social Security is actually taxable. Uh, so depending if you're single or married filing jointly, there are some income limitations where you may have 50% of your Social Security actually is taxable. Or for most people it's 85% of it can be taxable. Um, there are some things that we do need to be mindful of. If you take Social Security prior to full retirement age, you're going to have a reduced benefit. You may have some benefits withheld because you may make too much money. Lots of different things that can fall into that category. It may be deferred compensation. It may be uh, you're still working. You may be pulling from retirement accounts, and that can actually trigger uh, for the earnings test that you have too much money. Now, don't worry. You're going to get these funds back, but you're going to have that reduced benefit for a, an extended period of time, and it would be much uh, better for you to actually let those funds continue to grow, not take that deduction from your full retirement age, what that PIA amount, that primary insurance amount is. So if anybody's near Social Security, you're probably getting familiar with these acronyms and all the different words and verbiage that's out there. Um, you know, so be mindful of these things because this can make a big difference in how you plan for retirement. Um, you know, we always look at Social Security. It's almost like, you know, you and I, Tom, were talking about annuities a bit ago. Mm -hmm. And it's that four-letter word. But Social Security is really like an annuity because it's an income that you can't outlive. Um, having an amount, you know, that is uh, larger, you know, and I, the biggest the biggest thing right now is that we see so many people making emotional decisions. And a lot of it is Social Security is going to go away. I'm not going to be able to take from it. Um, I need to get out of here as quickly as I can and get as much as I can from Social Security. And the problem is, is that if we run the numbers, it's typically, it's actually counterintuitive if you're going to live an extended period of time. And we can show you what that break-even point is. We do Social Security maximization. What's the best route to take it when you and your spouse should to keep as much money in your pocket? 
But you have to remember, this is something that actually takes a, uh, a quite a bit of a burden off of your portfolio because it's going to give you that defined fixed income. And it really helps within the financial plan. And what we usually see, we're doing these plans, we find that the, the longer you delay, if you have assets of a certain amount, typically, that it's going to be more beneficial. Now, look, there's times you have to take it early. You know, your, your illness, you're out of work, you just need the money. I mean, there are going to be some instances and, and many people will encounter. I just don't want people to make a bad decision because, you know, what's happening right now is we're hearing all the, the, the scare tactics. And look, Social Security, the Old Age and Survivors Disability Insurance Trust is certainly strained. We know that, you know, as of last year, they could move, they moved it all the way from 2034 to 2035 before there's a reduction in benefits. At that point, there's a 20% reduction. We don't have the new numbers out as of yet. I've heard numbers float around. It's going to be like 2032 now with everybody out of work this last year or reduced work, you know, not everybody putting in nearly as much to the, the trust. It's going to be, you know, an even bigger strain from what the pandemic when what we just occurred here. So we need to be cautious, though, to think that this is just going to go away because it's not going to go away. 62% of Americans um, who are retired rely on it for more than 50% of their income. And, you know, so we have to be very cautious on, you know, making a decision that could hurt us long term. Now, we mentioned a bit ago, Tom, we we're talking about some of the different things you could put inside of 401k plans. And the SECURE Act actually allowed uh, annuities to be placed inside of it. And so we're seeing more and more of, you know, I have a problem with a lot of times the financial industry, and we've talked about this numerous times on the show, that we get these big numbers and we say, hey, uh, you're going to need, you know, $5 million to retire, $2 million or whatever it is. And it's so far away and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm never going to get there. But, you know, what we find when we do the plans and we break it down, it's a lot more attainable over time. One of the things I think is neat is that there a lot of these plans are now showing um, – the number that you would be able to withdraw from that on a monthly basis or how you could annuitize it. Mm -hmm. And so it breaks it down on a month to month and you can say, okay, this isn't so bad. Um, talk a little bit about what people can expect moving forward from that perspective. So one of the things that came with the secure act and, and this is still getting flushed out like most things in government, but one of the things is you have to put on this quarterly statement of a participant of what your aggregate account balance actually means in terms of monthly income. So it's actually starting to look more like a traditional defined benefit plan where it's like, okay, if let's say I have $500,000, that equals X amount of money per month. Not only does it make more sense to the consumer, it leads to better decision-making by the participant. So if that number, let's say that's not the number you like and you know you need to save more, you know exactly what you need to do in order to get back on track. And so we're starting to see this movement more towards this discussion of income versus account balance. And so we're going to be seeing more of that over the years. So, so now they put the annuities that were or someplace, some plans are starting to put where you can actually annuitize within the plan. Mm -hmm. uh, what numbers are they using? Because this is what my biggest concern is. My concern is that they're going to say, well, you can do 4%, 5%, 6%. And they give you this number, but it's not attainable. I mean, look at fixed income, look at what yields are right now. You know, that life has changed from a traditional portfolio and how we distribute or receive income. So what is that actually based off of? The the four, five, six percent? Well, yeah, well, well, the numbers within the plan. I mean, so all plans are not gonna be created exactly right. alike. So what numbers are they historically going back on? They're using line? they're using the last 50 year inflation, like historical inflation to determine okay. kind of like, okay, like this is kind of what we can expect to, to get to in receive. terms of, to receive in terms of your 401k or so, your retirement plan. So, but they could, but each plan could look a little bit different. So, could. so this would be really important to understand exactly what numbers are being used within your plan. If you see these things on your statement and make sure, is that an actual annuity that you could receive from it? Or is that just a suggested withdrawal amount? I think that's a big thing because we could get uh, those things kind of uh, you know twisted a little bit. 
and you could rely on something that maybe not be actual uh you know realistic at the moment and what you're starting to see with a lot of the record keepers that are actually going to be holding these annuities within the plan is whatever the stated amount in the the annuity contract is that's going to be the discount rate they'll apply to the income you'll start to see more and more of that technology start to come out as see, well that'll be really nice that'd be nice yeah so so they're going to be looking at exactly what the annuity would pay so then you have a yeah. really good understanding saying okay i could get this and the other aspect of it you know typically for an annuity, it's not an all or nothing type of strategy. You know, you know, we we like to use them occasionally in a plan. We'll, it'll suggest to, to use something like this. Um, you know, they're not terrible. They're they're when they're planned for and they're not sold. I think they're great. This could be a great tool within that four hundred one k plan to have a really good understanding. And maybe you know, I don't know exactly what the pricing is going to look like, but it could be better than going on a secondary market potentially and buying one because you're getting it, you know, kind of for the masses, right? You're getting it at scale, right? Yeah. So you're getting institutionally priced um, insurance plans or annuity plans. And so you're, you're going to get a lot of cost savings by being able to do like a large pool. Think of like a group medical plan kind of idea. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's actually a really neat thing. And so, you know, what we would typically look at or advise if you're going to use an annuity for an income purpose, understand what your expenses are. Let's utilize that for maybe your non-discretionary expenses, what you need to keep a roof over your head. Um, you know, look at social security, look at the big picture and understand how all the different sources of income work together and say, Hey, this could be either icing on the cake to provide additional because it's going to be our travel. Or you could say, you know, I've got longevity in the family. I don't want to outlive my assets. Let's put a portion aside to make sure that we have additional funds. And, you know, with everybody with the concerns on Social Security, other types of uh, income sources, like that 4% rule we used to hear about, I mean, that's thrown out the window right now. I think everybody's re-envisioning portfolios. Uh, bonds have started to become a drag, which we've been in a 30, 40 year bond bull market where we've seen, you know, rates have historically dropped. You know, we looked at 70s and 80s, rates were extremely high. And, and now, you know, we're freaking out over the the ten year Treasury going from you know even a ten a ten basis point change, and everybody's like, "Whoa, man!" But we're still at historical lows, and so recreating that paycheck is get, is getting harder and harder for most people to do. And so you know, we're re envisioning portfolios here at RIA in the sense of you know. Can we rely on traditional fixed income like we historically have? I think there's going to be a point where we're going to be able to, to jump back in and we're going to may have the wind at our back. And that's going to be interesting. We've talked about markets maybe peaking here or the econ economy. That doesn't mean that if the economy peaks that we're going to see the markets just kind of dwindle off or we're going to have this significant pullback. I think that it's been extended. We could see you know, what we've seen this week, a little bit of consolidation, not a terrible thing, get things back to normal. Um, and you know, I think we're going to be have the wind at our back for a little longer. But Things to consider, fixed income, how you invest, what you do. We'll be right back with the final segment here. Listen to The Real Investment Show. You're listening to The Real Investment Show. Didn't get enough last lunch and learn? We're serving up a second helping at our next free virtual lunch and learn with Medicare on the menu. Thursday, May 6th at noon, we'll sink our teeth into the alphabet soup of Medicare, parts A, B, and D. Understanding sign-up periods, benefits, and how to avoid costly permanent late enrollment penalties. It's a second helping edition of our lunch and learn on Medicare, Thursday, May 6th. Register now at realinvestment.com advice.com no masks required the real investment show a modern day warrior me 
Welcome back to The Real Investment Show. I'm Danny Ratliff here with Tom Allen, our retirement plan consultant here at RIA Advisors. So, lot big push for EV, electric vehicles. In fact, so much that Matchbox now has their own lineup with a fuel station, a garage playset, and a charging station. So, if we're not indoctrinating these kids, I don't know what we are doing. I tell you this, yesterday... My eight-year-old, my wife's driving, says, Mom, what's this car run on? <laughs> she says, what do you mean, what's it run on? It runs on fuel. runs on gas. She says, well, um, shouldn't it be running on something else? She's like, well, what do you mean? She's like, well, I mean, shouldn't it be like on electricity or something? <laughs> Michelle just like, what? <laughs> I'm like, where are you learning this? What's eight going on here? Eight years old. Eight years old. Wow. And uh, she, she kind of started peppering me with questions last night about this stuff. And I'm like, wait a second. So Michelle, I thought was pretty good. She's like named a handful of our close friends. She's like, well, you know, look, there's nothing wrong with this, but we need to, we need to get in the weeds. And, you know, we're teaching a lesson that an eight-year-old probably can't really understand at this moment. They're just being taught that this is Don't what they sell need. them short, man. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> I learn stuff from them on a regular basis. It's kind of crazy. Uh, don't wait, Tom. It's coming your way, too. Yeah, you know, it's coming. <laughs> At one, I mean, it, it feels like that was yesterday. So EV matchboxes. EV matchboxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she, she actually went through. I was kind of proud of my wife. She went through. It's like, well, you know, all, all, you know, Mr. Andrew, you know, Mr. Garrett, yeah. all these people. She was like, they'd be out of a job if everybody went to that. Yeah. And then she started talking about infrastructure, and I think Abby fell asleep, but, you know. <laughs> Everybody can't drive an electric vehicle. We can't even keep the lights on in Houston when, with the storm, the but winter storm. At least the Matchbox has a small carbon footprint. Yeah, very. Well, it, you know, we, Michelle started talking about tracing it back to the nuclear plant, and, you know, that's where, that's where it all went, went downhill. But anyways, kind of interesting. You know, lots of these things thrown out. Good um, job, Michelle. Yeah, I, I was I was very proud. It was uh, she t- she caught me by surprise. She knew a lot more about it than I did. Both of them, to be honest with you. But uh, you know, Tom, you mentioned something uh, in during the break, and we were talking about you know the annuity aspect within a four hundred one k, some of the different types of investments, and and you made a really good point. Is like it's not necessarily there's lots of different investments, and they're not all right for for everybody. But it's really you know lots of tools, lots of resources. It's about how you use them. That's correct. Yeah. I mean, when the Secure Act came out and we we heard this idea of putting annuities in 401ks, there's this huge uproar because people think of annuities in the really bad sense of how they're sold to people who don't necessarily need them. And I think think of the annuity as just a tool in the tool belt and working with an advisor like us. We're like the contractor, which is like, hey, if we're trying to solve this problem, we use this tool. If we're trying to solve this problem, we use this tool. And that's where the value of us, I think, really comes in. Yeah, no, and I agree. And I think that the the benefit of that is that understanding, you know, what the tools are used for and how, and then having those specialists on on staff or or ready to be able to do these certain types of things. And so, you know, when we talk about, you know, you hear us talk about financial planning quite a bit, and, you know, we have this tool that we utilize for financial plans, but you could take it out of the box, you could use it, and it may be just fine, but you could take it out of the box and you could really start to customize it and start to really get an understanding for it, and then stressing funds, doing things that are going to really benefit you, because you know if we put that everybody's gonna make 10% a year, guess what, you're probably gonna be just fine. Don't worry, no losses, everything's sunny. While, guess what? Markets typically go up more than they go down. The problem is when they go down, um, and if you're in distribution mode, 
you could face a, a pretty uphill, a pretty big uphill battle. And that's that's the difficulty of this. You know, we always have these high watermarks that we want to utilize for the future and for how we are going to expect to, you know, take uh, withdrawals to live on. You know, we talked about that 4% rule a little bit and how that's changed. And so, you know, we have to be very mindful as far as, you know, the things that we're putting into these plans and what we get out because the input is, is going to certainly impact the output. And, you know, I personally would rather be on the side of being, you know, let's stress this. You know, let's we can look at those numbers. Let's be really realistic that that's not how markets always work. Um, and so I think that, you know, it's good to utilize all the tools that you have out there, all the resources. Just know what is inside of it to make it get to the point where we, you know, where you are. What is the input to get to that output? And a lot of times we see these things. We see charts. We see things all the time that we have Lance and Mike kind of get in the weeds. And guys, how did they come to this? You know, we like to, to dissect and do all of our own numbers and, and, and do everything in-house because we can gather a lot more information and get a really good understanding because sometimes you can see things that are kind of done to make, uh, you know, to push a certain way or a certain product. That's the beautiful thing about acting independently as well is that there's no product to sell. It's simply... Uh, advice and, and kind of expertise. So we did get a question on YouTube. We talked about Social Security a little bit and from our webinar yesterday. Um, and so talked about, can you cover 62 versus 67? Absolutely. So 67 is the uh, new full retirement age. Once you are, if, if you're born in 1960 and beyond, um, you know, they made a change back in the 80s where um, full retirement age was 66. Between 55 and 59, they start to add on two months every single year. So if you look at your, your Social Security statement, and if you're born in between those years, you're likely going to see that you're 66 in two months, 66 in four months for your full retirement age. Now, here's the big thing. You're going to get a pretty big reduced benefit. It's either going to be a 25 or a 20% reduced benefit, depending on if your full retirement age was either 66 or 67. So this is a permanent reduction. You'll also have potentially benefits withheld, like we discussed, um, in the sense of you'll have these benefits withheld. You're going to get readjusted um, when you do reach full retirement age. So one of the big things that we always say when we're talking about Social Security is that we need to be be mindful if, if you're married, especially if you're a high wage earner. It's not an independent discussion or a decision that you should make. It's something that you should make with your spouse in mind, especially being the, the breadwinner. You want to make sure that if you pass, that your spouse receives what they're going to receive what you have. And they're also going to be able to get potentially you know, half of your benefits. But if you start way too early, all of these numbers go down. That impacts your financial plan. It impacts, has a significant impact on the big picture. So, you know, we talked about earlier how we like to, you know, break down the numbers and make it little, look a little bit more attainable. Social Security, unfortunately, it has that reverse effect because we're like, oh, it's only a couple hundred bucks here. Or it's only this much. But when we put that into big numbers and say, wow, the, you, you know, we're talking about sometimes 100,000, 200,000, 300,000. If we make a decision and we don't take it correctly, we could be leaving a ton of money on the table. And so that's one of the things that we always want to be mindful of. Hey, love the questions. Um, you know, we don't take callers anymore, but you can always go to YouTube, ask the question, go to Real Investment Show. Um, we'd love to answer anything you guys may have. If, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to ask there or you're just, maybe you're in the car, go to realinvestmentadvice.com. We're happy to ask, answer any questions. So Biden floated yesterday, which we seem to be a weekly thing about new taxes for the rich. So essentially raising the capital gains rate 
raising the tax brackets. Um, you know, we've talked in the past about how there's a trickle down effect and how this can can really impact the overall broad economy. I think that's why the market sold off a bit yesterday. Markets are looking good right now. You know, futures are currently pointing up. Um, you know, everything is kind of uh, doing what it should at the moment. But this American Families Plan is something else that, you know, we're seeing. And really, these tax increases are going to have to be there to start to cover all this additional spending. You know, lots of stimulus has been thrown out. There's still issues. You know, there's there's a lot of, you know, conflicting data. Some data says that things are great. Some says, whoa, well, you know, it's okay, but there's still some of these uh, persisting issues that have been there. And so, you know, the American Families Plan is something that is going to create a lot of additional uh, burden or strain on the overall government. And so we know there's already a lot there already, but let's kind of dive in. You know, we've talked about the infrastructure bill. This is kind of a piece of that. They're also talking about Social Security, Medicare. We're talking about more uh, kind of a universal basic income in a lot of stealth ways, which is which leads me to believe we're going to see more stealth taxes. But in this plan, so the American Families Plan looks to um, increased child care. So funding could be roughly $225 billion for this priority. Um, you know, we're looking at a universal pre-kindergarten, pre-K. Uh, it aims to provide instruction to all three and four-year-olds. That comes at a cost of give or take $200 billion. Paid family leave. So the Biden administration said they want 12 weeks of paid family and medical leave. This could cost $225 billion. Another big thing that... Um, First Lady Jill Biden and Joe Biden have discussed, and this has been a big thing for her agenda, is they said they are ready for big ideas and full action regarding education. They want free community college for all. Now, I think that community college is already you know, at, at a pretty good price. We're seeing more and more people who are attending that uh, to get their basics out. Then they go to, uh, you know, they go to a four-year college to kind of get the really specifics. And um, I think that's a good thing. The cost of the plan, though. So the overall plan here would cost $1.5 trillion. Um, it's going to have to be done with tax increases. Now, I know everybody out there, you're probably, you know, jaws dropped when you saw the numbers yesterday, or maybe you're just seeing them today as far as what some of these things are, what what could be changing, you know, moving the top marginal tax brackets up. Um, I think it's going to impact all of those tax brackets likely. They're saying it's for, for nobody under 400000 but maybe that's the case. Maybe it's not. We don't know. You know, time will tell. Um, the other aspect's going to be, which I think is going to hit very hard, is the capital gains rate. This is going to be a major change where you don't have the advantage of short-term versus long-term capital gains. Um, you know, this could be a big problem. You know, we're looking at the estate estate tax. Um, you know, my thought has been that we're going to start covering this stuff later in the year. It may be that... Um, you know, they start working on this sooner rather than later. The issue will be is my thought and the reason why I thought is because the market has some wind at its back. I think they're going to try to let this go as long as possible before enacting these things. Maybe that's not the case. I don't know. We're going to see uh, lots to do with planning this year. I'm sure we're going to be busy updating plans, estate plans, uh, making sure that you know you can keep as much money in your pocket. So remember, it's not just about how you invest, where you invest, uh, protecting assets, growing them, but it's also about keeping that money in your pocket from Uncle Sam. So we're going to look to help you guys do more and more of that. Uh, Tom, thanks for joining us today. Lots of good advice. If you want to visit with Tom, go to realinvestmentadvice.com or you can email him directly at Tom at RIA Advisors. Uh, happy to help. Just give a consultation. Thank you guys for, uh, for watching or listening today. We'll be back on Monday. Y'all have a great weekend. Uh, we'll see you next week. Money, money, money.
Get daily investment news you can use. Delivered at the speed of the internet. Sign up for the Real Investment Report now at realinvestmentadvice.com. It's a rich man's world.